Hello, this is Lorenzo Della Foresta, and I'm the lead pastor at River's Edge. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for joining us. I hope this talk inspires you, encourages you, and transforms you. Today is the continuation of a spiritual conversation that has been taking place between you and Jesus. I'm certain that you'll be blessed by His Word, and I believe that God has great things in store for you because you already belong. Enjoy the message. Beginning of the year, it's always a good moment to ask ourselves some question and, and, and ponder about like last year, have we met our objectives? Uh, is the pace uh, of our life is at, a, at an appropriate level? Uh, is it too fast? Is it too slow? Are we becoming the person we want to become? Uh, and this is the kind of thinking that I have personally at the beginning of the year and also at different times in the year as well. Is this something that is happening for you at the beginning of the year, that kind of bilan or assessment of the year that has just passed and trying to realign the new year? Yes, no, so some people feel compelled. Yes, one person, thank you. So for the rest of you, it's been a wonderful gathering. I'll just continue with that person right there, okay? So, <laughs> So that's, that's a, a moment that I really appreciate for that. And one of the things that I was really, that was coming to my mind like waves is again and again and again was that verse in Roman about, and, and sorry guys, I, I don't have that one on the slide, so don't look for it. But that verse in Roman that was saying, do not copy the behavior and the custom of the world you're in, but let God transform your, you in a new person by changing the way you think. But really what was really coming to my mind is don't copy the behavior and the custom of this world. And, and of this world. And obviously Paul, what Paul has in mind wasn't to say that everything in the world was bad. And, and remember that Paul was writing that to Rome, to a church in Rome. And Rome was kind of a city where they were, they were knowing how to party in a bad way. Okay. But party hard. Okay. So, so, and if you've seen a lot of movies about Rome at that time. So Paul had that in mind about don't copy the custom and the behavior of the, the city you're living in, in there. But also, it was not saying that everything was bad neither. So my really kind of compelling question around that at the beginning of this year was, but what about the behavior and, and, and the, the custom that are around us that could influence us and that are not necessarily something that is wrong, that is inherently wrong, but that is a good thing, but that could influence us in a bad way or that could with some, like not the appropriate dosage, could cause us some harm. So that was really the thinking that I was having about that verse because I, Obviously, not everything is wrong in the world we're living in. 
and, and the culture around that, that's just amazing. There's wonderful and extraordinary things, but there's is also some things that could be a trap for us or, cat, or that could derail us or that stuck us in the way we want to grow or develop ourselves. And this is really what I wanted to explore a little bit more this morning. And is this the kind of question that you want to dig deeper in that or you don't care at all? Perfect. Again, two person. Thank you. <laughs> and the hard time with that question is that, is there a B plan? And the, re the, the, the answer to that question is, unfortunately, I never have another plan prepared. Okay. So when I'm asking that question is more rhetorical. So I expect a loud yes. Okay, guys. So because there's no other message prepared for this morning. <laughs> so now, and, and I really share my heart with you this morning about that, 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 that problem this morning. Oh, I forgot to uh, start the, the, the counter. It's okay, I see the hour. So I just want to make sure to be uh, careful about your time also. But think about this for a moment with me. One of the other things that I was pondering about is the fact that some elements are good, inherently good, inherently bad, and some other are nothing but could be wrong eventually and just good, good stuff. So let's point, uh, pause that here for a moment and then think about something else. And this is what the other thing I want to share with you this morning. So we can thrive in this life, not knowing God at all, just being extremely disciplined and having some internal value, a moral compass that is kind of altruistic and really flourish in the life that we're having here on earth and achieve some kind of level of success, whatever success means, or at least be able to reach the purpose that we have in our life, but really thrive and, and to be able to have a huge impact in the world today. And one of the things, and, and you know what? One of the good ways to achieve that is really by being extremely disciplined. So uh, having an internal rigor that will help us to uh, reach our daily objectives and making sure that our routine, everything are doing, we are doing are purposeful and driven toward these objectives. And we're able as a human species to do some things that are completely amazing without having necessarily God's help directly and believing in him, but just trying to seek the best out of us and really being a performance individual, performance-driven individual. And, and what is bothering me with that is sometime in our Christian life, we're a little bit cuddled in the love of God and with the the kind of uh, comfort that we can find in that and let the part, let the part about the discipline and the great commission of, of Jesus also to make disciple and, and to implement in our life some disciplines, drawing the lines on some elements to bring us continual growth in our lives. And this is something that I found sometimes is missing in our lives and that we, prive, we deprive ourselves for a growth, an incredible growth opportunity that is available for people that are not necessarily trying to follow Jesus' steps. And, and, and we have a strength in Jesus, but we sometimes let that strength 
that discipline that is really inherently part of following Jesus a little bit aside. So this morning, my, my intent was really to explore that and to see how can we make sure that we merge both and thriving in our life and living the abundant life that Jesus is talking about. So that was the kind of reflection that I'm having. One thing about that, when I'm talking about cultural elements that are neither bad or good, uh, I'll show you some elements uh, here at the screen. Let's talk about the news, for instance. So if you're, if you're uh, reading the news, sometimes uh, and, and scrolling on uh, a lot of news and on your different, different routine, Newsfeed could have like a bad impact on us. It's not the same thing for everyone. And just by the way, we're, we're really not talking about right or wrong here. We're talking about right and better. Okay, that's another kind of level that we want to explore, that, that, that I'm exploring with you this morning. So newsfeed is not necessarily a bad thing in itself, but sometimes it could have a bad impact on us and clutter our mind with some stress, anxiety, and I'm not saying that news needs to be avoided, not at all. I'm just saying that when we're talking about cultural elements, and I'll, cultural will be like a really large world, uh, word for this morning, including these elements in that, we need to be aware, and I'm not saying careful, we need to have to develop an awareness about the impact that this is having on us. Same thing about also entertainment, social media, our consumption of social media. And I'll come back a little bit later about that. Again, not saying that this is bad. Absolutely not. That's not the question about that this morning. And same, same, same thing also about a relationship. We have a relationship with people that are just so-so. I'm not talking about friendship. I'm talking about relationship with people that are so-so, but that is this really helping us or not? Or is this really something that impaired us at a certain level? So when I'm talking about cultural elements that could impair us or that could be when I was referring a little bit, uh, when I was referring to not reaching our goals, there is obviously some big elements, some things that are in the way of what we want to achieve and what God's want for our life, and we're, we know that some elements are really bad when we're talking about lying, when we're talking about um, the la convoitise. Someone help me with convoitise. What? Envy. Exact. Envy, uh, glutinous, whatever. It's, it, there's things that we know that are inherently bad. But this morning, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about these elements, like uh, I, I was referring to relationship, entertainment around us, uh, the, the news feed. And, and you can think about a lot of other things that are not necessarily bad for us. And, and, but that could eventually lead to some distress, as you can see in these articles. And these articles are headlines from psychiatrists or uh, psychologists association or some, for, for some university that made some research around that. So what I'm bringing here this morning is not something that is just in my mind, it's really something that we can observe, observe in our society. So what, what, what this brings in terms of question is where do we draw the line? So there, there's, a, there's a concept at, some per, uh, at a certain point in time in our spiritual journey that we need in di disciple 
ship plan and that becoming a dis a dis disciple, sorry, that's a really a hard word for me, to, to becoming a disciple, we need eventually to draw the line on certain elements. And there's the certain, the, the, we need to draw the line for right and wrong, but we need to draw the line between right and better. And this is, uh, there's a, a wonderful story in the Bible that we can read about, and it's in Daniel, uh, Daniel chapter one, uh, chapter one, sorry. Uh, and so in Daniel chapter one, there, chapter one, there's a wonderful story about Daniel. I'm really working hard this morning. You know what? My best friend, my best friend was, while I was preparing that message, was Google Translate, but with the pronunciation button. So, and one of the words that I will say later is, Examined. Examine? Examined. Examine. Okay, perfect. Thanks, Jane. So, you know what? I, I probably repeated that word 10 times, okay? Hearing it. Examine. Examine? Examine. So, anyway. Let me heard, let, let me talk later about the, the Jewish names of the people and you'll see that the best is yet to come. <laughs> Because I don't know why, I always choose like hard story. But the thing is, that's really a wonderful example. Daniel's story is a story, yes, about right and wrong, but it is also a story about right and better. So to introduce that story, I will ask the famous voice of the church to read us a little passage. Voice of the church, please. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants, and some of the nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank, and three years of training for them, so that at the end of that time, they might serve before the king. Hmm. Thank you, uh, Voice of the Church, a.k.a. Ben. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it gives me a little break, so I, uh, break, and I really appreciate that, uh, Ben. Thank you. So, next passage. So, so just uh, again, in, in, in a quick summary, okay, uh, Judah's king has been taken some Israelites has been deported. Okay, some elite there, some government people has been deported from Judea to Babylon. Okay, so Daniel, young guy, probably a teenager, is now in an integration program for immigrants. Okay, but kind of extreme integration for immigrants, like kind of assimilation program, kind of brainwashing program, Kind of, you, you, you see, so, so King Nebu, I'll call him Nebu because it's a little bit, and we were like kind of buddy-buddy, uh, but 
King, King Nebu was not really kind of a nuanced guy, okay? So when he was working on his integration program, it was kind of really deliberate. And, and you'll see a little bit later about his negotiation techniques. Uh, yeah, so if you disagree with him, basically... Have any of you seen the Fifth Element movies with Bruce Willis? Yeah? There's a good negotiation scene in that, so I need to refresh my references to adapt to the crown. So two people have seen the filament, but Bruce Willis in that movie is negotiating with an aliens at some point in time, and it's quick and like Nebu, it's comply or die. So that's the kind of things that he was doing. So that's really kind of the big picture. So Daniel is no longer home. He lost all his reference points, and he's now in an integration slash assimilation program by the Chaldeans, okay? So let's read the first uh, verse that follow that story. So in that, among the, the son of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them, the chief of the eunuchs gave names. Okay, they're changing the names of the people. So they, usually, they already have a name and they change the name of them. So Daniel, the name was Belteshazzar, to Hananiah was Shadrach, to Mishael, Meshnach, and to Azariah, Abednego. So you'll understand immediately right now that it was not to ease the pronunciation of the word, okay? So that was certainly not the purpose. But the reason, the, one of the reasons we're figuring, but it doesn't really matter if it was that reason or not, but the original name that they have, all had were they add a God significance. So for instance, Daniel was, was meaning God is my judge, okay? And it's the same thing for all of the three other guys. When they replace their name, they replace their name with identities to their deities, okay? And some link, so, so further, some further, some closer to their deities about the Chaldeans. So basically they were saying, to, to Daniel and this guy, forget about your identities. At that point, Daniel could have revolted. Think about again the culture, the influence of the culture on these guys and, and the way it, it changes the way they, they are thinking and the way they're gonna act as well. Because the first change was also that they're gonna embark into a program where they're gonna learn for three years, kind of a bachelor degree or whatever. They, uh, they're gonna understand all the science about the Chaldeans and know a little bit more about their culture, their influence, behavior, and all of that. So that's another thing where also, at that point, Daniel and his friends may have said, no, it's enough. But this, was something that they embarked in. And they also embarked in the fact or uh, accepted the fact that they had a name change, but keeping their identity uh, grounded in their heart. But Daniel, and, and remember that voice of the church read that another change that was gonna to happen was to change the food. They will eat the, the delicacies of the king. So they will have um, so they, they will have a share of these meals offered to them. And that's where Daniel's draw the line. And this is really what is written in the Bible. But Daniel purpose in his heart that he will not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacy, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. So that's 
really the, the, the key word is uh, really he purposed in his heart. He said, that's enough. There's that program. There's that change of name. But that thing about the food, no, I'm sorry. That's where the influence stop, is stopping for me. Why the food? There's different uh, assumption around that, saying that it was against uh, God's law. Some are saying partly against God's law, other not. But it doesn't really matter at this point. Thinking about cultural impact and the behavior and the customs that he had to share up to a certain extent, at this point, Daniel said, it's enough. So the, the, he said that to the chief of, of the eunuchs. And the last, the last verse of this passage said that God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And that's really interesting because as you will see in the next, uh, in the next verse, at the next slide, the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who has appointed your food and drink, for why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age, than you would endanger, endanger my head before the king? And so just having that request, just doing that request from Daniel, when he said, no, I won't eat that food, it's over. That's where I draw the line. This is the purpose that I've decided in my heart. I will not draw, I will not eat this food. What God has done, he made, he made sure that he obtained favor of the chief of the eunuch. Okay. And uh, the eunuch was some kind of, uh, uh, government, uh, responsible of a minister. minister. Ministry. Exactly. So, so chief of a ministry or something like that. So the eunuch was that that kind of influential person. So even saying that to that chief of the ministry, he was putting Daniel, his life on the line as well. But what is really important is that God had brought favor of the good people on Daniel's life. So when Daniel purposed that in his heart, God really, and obviously uh, um, Daniel was living in, in God's favor and this favor was not only influencing Daniel's life and his thinking and renewing his mind, but it was also influencing other people that needed to be influenced to make sure that what is happening and the lines that needs to be drawn in his life was being effectively uh, implemented, let's say. So coming back to our days, sometimes when we want to draw some lines, and I'll be really specific, for instance, if you want to start, start slowing down the pace and the hours you're pouring in your work, for instance, and you're, you're work, you, you realize that you're maybe working too much. What is working too much? I don't know. You know, God knows. You, you know that in your heart. But at some point in time, if you need to decrease a little bit the level, this, gonna be, this will have an impact on other, on other people. And this could be a source of stress and tension in your mind. But what that passage is Learn is learning. Thank you so much, uh, Talita and everyone. So what that passage is teaching us is that it is possible to obtain God's favors when we deliberately and have a purpose that we set in our heart. God will take care of that part. And that being son and daughter of God, 
we have God's favor. We have God's favor. The favor of God is on our life. And this is something that is really important just to remind ourselves that we have God's favor. Can you say to your neighbor that he has a God favor? Just someone right to your left or something like that? Yeah? God favor. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Thank you. I just need some pause sometimes. So, so we have God's favor, but this is not stopping there. Because having God's favor on our life, we can trust Him that He will obtain or help us obtain the favor of other people when we decide to draw the line in our lives. So the chief of the eunuch said, said that, and just coming back to the verse, please. So the chief of the eunuch said that, yeah, uh, why would you see your face looking worse than the young men who are your age and you wouldn't injure my head before the king? And as I explained a little bit earlier, this was not a metaphor, okay? It was not metaphorically speaking that you wouldn't injure my head. See, uh, the eunuch was, av uh, was having his head on the line, as same as Daniel. So Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servant for 10 days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. And you'll see what will happen. So Daniel was really driven. He would not change his mind. He was really deliberately deliberate in what he wanted to, to, to in the limit he has fixed in his life. And he put the eunuch to the test, say, perfect, serve us only veggies for 10 days. And I'm not preaching this morning or saying that we need to be vegetarians. A good steak is always good, but I respect also uh, people who are vegan or vegetarian. Uh, apparently it's written in the Bible. <laughs> so, it happens that I have a picture, okay? And it, I've, uh, that's really the most profound work that I've done to prepare that message about the comparison between the two guys. So I have a photo of Anania, uh, AKA Shadrach. Okay, so we can see that picture there, just to see the difference between that. Okay, perfect. So Anania, AKA Shadrach, uh, looks a lot like Ryan Reynolds, I know, but it just gives you an idea about how that regime was uh, good for these four people. And then I also dig, 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 dig in the Chaldean archives and then find a picture of the other guys who were me taking the delicacies of the kings, like wine and beer and poutine and all of that. And look at the face of the guys. Yeah, so that was bad. Next slide, please. <laughs> So, then, I, then let her appearance be exami examined <laughs> before you and the appearance of the young man who eat the portion of the king delicacies and as you see fit, so deal with your servant. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them for 10 days. And at the end of 10 days, their feature appear better and fatter in flesh and that all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. So coming back to today, okay, and uh, obviously the picture were not true, okay, for those of you who are taking everything literally, uh, what I'm saying this morning. Uh, but coming back to our days, and I, and I wanna conclude on that, and what does it mean for us? In, in our culture, in the world we're living in, there's 
incredible, we, we have, there is, a, there is a tremendous opportunity to grow and develop ourselves with things that are either we could call secular or not necessarily announcing themselves like Christian, but are extremely good for us. And thinking, of, for instance, also about uh, uh, leadership book that we can buy. And these are frequently, you can see and relate all of that through uh, biblical scriptures and some elements also that are really valid and interesting. But other things like I was talking about earlier are having not necessarily a good impact on our lives. And there's a moment in our lives, as I was mentioning, as when we want to follow Christ and be a disciple, there's moments where we need to draw the line and set a limit on certain elements that are no longer good for ourselves. Ça fonctionne plus pour nous. And, and so let me be really specific. When I was talking about social media, I'm not demonizing that in any way. That's not the point, but bear with me a little on that. So if you calculate your time of entertainment, and if you calculate your time of education, in a book that I've read re recently, they were calling that the EE ratio, education versus entertainment, okay? And you calculate that ratio. I'm not, I'm not saying this morning that there is a ratio to respect. Puts too. I'm just inviting us as follower of Christ that want to discipline ourselves to be more like Jesus and be able to develop and to grow constantly and to have a better impact on the people around ourselves, we need to ask these tough questions. We need to see when enough is enough, okay? So for coming back to my example, I'm not saying it's bad Netflixing and couch potatoing, and, 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 you, and you have the, the two, and not enough is not good neither. If you're never relaxing, never having entertainment, that's another kind of problem, okay? And, and, and we need to find the right balance. And that right the right balance for me is not the right balance for you. And that's the reason why we have the Holy Spirit and God that is showing us what is good or bad in our lives. So when I was referring to earlier about the fact that people will thrive in their lives without God and will have a probably a more, not successful, but purposeful or uh, success. My problem with success, it means all kinds of things. Success, we can be successful in our life without necessarily having big house, big boat, big, big wife, big what, but whatever, okay? So, so that's not the kind of success that I'm talking about. But people will, will, will rob some kind of success because we will not embrace a level of discipline in our lives that will enable us to grow and, and, and to be more like the likeness of Christ. And remember when you were seeing Jesus and you're taking attention, he was extremely deliberate in his life. The way he was acting, the relationship he was having with some person and some other, the extent of the relationship, the moment he was engaging the, these, these person, he was extremely deliberate and disciplined. So just with deliberate, being deliberate and disciplined and purposeful in our life, without Jesus, we can achieve a great level of greatness. 
But we can achieve even more by relying on the Holy Spirit to guide us in the area where we need to draw the line. Where in our lives right now, not being just cozy in our salvation with God and saying, oh yes, perfect, I'm going to paradise and I'll embrace that new kingdom eventually. But we're, we're, we're called for so much more than that. Life is not, we're starting the new life. The new life is, is start, I've started right now. So right now in this life, we can thrive and we can achieve greatness, whatever it means for all of our lives. But some elements, for some elements in our life, we need to draw the line. And for instance, the entertainment versus education. If you're, you feel that you're, 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 you're called to being a great leader and you never read on leadership. You never took a course on leadership. And I'm not talking about Christian literature. It could be that, but it could be something else as well. But your entertainment ratio and the education ratio is completely off and you're not investing in your purpose. This won't happen. And that the impact will be simple. We'll pass a copy aside the purpose that God has for our life and we'll, we'll live a life that will be interesting. At the worst, we'll only be existing and somewhere between existing and thriving. So that's really what I wanted to invite ourselves to consider this morning. And I was also referring to relationship a little bit earlier. So relationship, if we separate in our lives, so in let's say three categories, relationship that we need to dissociate from people. We know that we have relationship, but it doesn't bring us anything good and we can't give anything good. We're not in a way to, uh, in a way and, and tool to help adequately or whatever. And you know what kind of relationship and God will show you the kind of relationship that need to be more on the dissociation side. There's relationship that need to uh, expand a little bit more because you know the positive impact that has on our life and that we can implement on that. And there's other relationship that only need to be like stagnant at the same level that it is right now. And you don't want to invest more effort in that because you know that there is, that it's not necessarily aligned with the purpose that you're seeing in your life. And I'm not talking about an egoistical kind of point of view here. I'm just thinking about deliberately drawing the lines and not just being influenced by the culture, the custom and the behavior around us and taking that for granted without asking us the good question. And same thing about the news feed as well, as I was explaining earlier. The, the news in itself are not bad, but if you're seeing that it's increasing your level of stress, of anxiety, you're taking too much time in that and you could invest that in other things, that's an element that needs maybe to draw the line in your life and this, decide purposefully in your heart to stop and to set a limit or reconfigure your feed for news. And obviously I'm not saying uh, entering into some kinds of uh, extreme kind of behavior. It's not about that. It's about what suits you well and what you will purposefully decide in your heart with God's wisdom to help you thrive and achieve purpose, the God's purpose for your life, for your life. So does it make sense? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the, the invitation that I wanted to, to, uh, to do to you this morning is really the same invitation that, that Daniel uh, said to, uh, to the chief of eunuchs. He said like, 
put me to a test for 10 days. Put me to a test. Just try me for 10 days and you've seen the results. <laughs> Worth it. You don't want to look like the guy on the right, okay? But you've seen the results. <laughs> but, but seriously, see, we, we, we really, I, I know we all want to experiment that abundant life that Jesus is talking in John 10.10. 10. Uh, and we want to be strong disciple of Jesus. Uh, we want to follow his example. And there's things like we, 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 uh, we heard last week, there are some idols, things that are really bad in our lives that needs to go away. And, and we can take decision uh, upon that and take action upon these elements and make sure that we progress in our lives. And that's a level. There's another level as we are talking this morning about things that are a little bit more subtle. Things that are impairing ourselves to have the success that we want, that are slowing us down, that stuck us in the molasses. That, and, and there's so many things we can do with the time we have on this hurt that it's worth to take a moment, and that's what we're going to do, take a moment, rely on the Holy Spirit to develop what is our secret recipe. What can we purposefully decide in our heart there's a limit that needs to be done, set on some elements. And those were only example. There's maybe some elements, other elements that needs, where you need to draw the line in your life about to be able to continue to grow. So while I'll ask you, just stand up a minute and I'll do a subtle sign for the worship team to um, come up front. So the subtle sign is the following. Okay, perfect. So, and as the worship, uh, worship team is, is coming, um, so I really don't think, um, I, I really don't have a, um, any pretension. Ça se dit-tu pretension en anglais? Pretension, yeah. I have no pretension that what I've men mentioned in terms of example today was the right thing. I don't have that. The, the example that were mentioned of no pretension that it could lead you necessarily in a good way. Those were just example of the mainstream that we're hearing in the news and the studies and all of that. But my pretension is this morning that these may not be good example, but my pretension this morning is that God can show you the right things where you need to draw the lines. The right thing that you can't, that you can draw and, and eliminate in your life or set a limit, not necessarily eliminating, but set a limit for a 10 days test and see the result in your life and bring your life and experiment some, a, a new level of success and greatness in your life. So that's the reason why I want to pray for a minute, all of us, and, and ask Jesus to guide us in that journey. So, um, thank God that I've survived and these guys up to now um, for that message, uh, Seigneur. And what I ask you this morning, I'm, I'm totally relying on your Holy Spirit to really show us, like you showed to me also, and you are to showing me constantly the elements in our lives where 
some elements, one thing that can pop into our, into our heads right now. And I know that your Holy Spirit is showing us things. He knows exactly the recipe of each of our art. He knows where we're slowed down. He knows elements that are not perfectly balanced in our life. So God, we're, we are your children. We know that you, we have your favor and that your favor is upon us. And, and I know that you can cast any fear in our heart with, oh no, I don't want to set the limit from that. Please bring that peace, bring that confidence and the courage for all of us to purposefully choose something in our hearts where we want to draw the line and experiment that, that with you for a 10 days trial. So I pray that in your name, Jesus, please show us where's the limit in one aspect in our life this morning. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us on the River's Edge podcast. I encourage you to take the message you have just received and allow it to go deeply into your soul. Let Jesus do the work that only He can do. A heartfelt thank you to all those that generously give to River's Edge and make this podcast possible. You too can be a part of spreading this message and creating life change all over the world by going to riversedge.life slash give. You can also subscribe, rate, and share this podcast. Thanks again for listening and God bless you immensely.